Hello everyone. Today we will look at the book of Jonah. It is a book written by a minor prophet and it has four chapters and we will not read all of them but we will study all of them at the same time because it's by studying all of them that we understand the whole lesson. So we will just briefly learn the lessons that just a summary and then we'll look at the lessons later on so we'll begin with Jonah chapter 1 and it starts with God commissioning Jonah to take a message of judgment to Nineveh but Jonah feared that the wicked city of Nineveh might heed the warning and repent if they did the cruel and merciless nation of Assyria would remain an existential threat to the people of Israel. Instead of obeying God, Jonah ran away, boarding a vessel headed for Tarshish. But God had other plans. When a great storm battered the ship, the sailors eventually realized that the storm had been sent because of Jonah. The crew reluctantly threw Jonah overboard and the sea was calmed. Soon, Jonah found himself in the belly of a great fish for three days and three nights. Jonah chapter 2 From the belly of the fish, Jonah cried out to God for deliverance. He realized that unless God intervened, he would certainly die. God arranged for Jonah to be vomited onto dry land closer to Nineveh. There are similarities between Jonah's time in the fish and the Christian burial of the old man through baptism followed by the commandment to walk in newness of life described by the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 1 through 6. Jonah's prayer is a masterpiece of heartfelt emotions and reaching out to God for mercy and forgiveness. It is a prayer well worth careful study. Jonah chapter 3 God gave his commission to Jonah a second time. And this time Jonah was ready to obey. He entered the city and proclaimed the message to the inhabitants. Unbelievably, they responded positively and the king proclaimed a fast for both man and beast. In response, God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them and he did not do it. That is in Jonah chapter 3 verse 10. The, the prophecy was no idle threat. In 40 days, the city would have been destroyed. Why did Nineveh believe Jonah and repent? The Bible does not tell us, but it's possible that people from the city witnessed the fish spewing Jonah onto dry land. Such an incident would certainly grab their attention and may explain their willingness to listen to Jonah's warning message.
Jonah chapter 4. The change of heart on the part of the people of Nineveh displeased Jonah. All along, he feared that Nineveh would heed the warning and repent. God, who relents from doing harm, would then spare the city, and this powerful threat to the people of Israel would survive. Jonah sat outside the city, waiting to see if God would change his mind and destroy the city anyway. To help teach Jonah a lesson in compassion, God prepared a plant to give him shade from the heat where he waited. When God destroyed the plant the next day, Jonah showed resentment and anger, but God used the anger as a teachable moment. He said, You have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that that great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock? Jonah was missing the point. God had compassion for nations and not only for Israel. He is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, when Jesus Christ walked the earth, he came to die for the sins of all humanity, not just a chosen few. That is in John chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. Well, it's good to know the background of the whole book. And we have to ask ourselves, who is Jonah in the Bible? Why is Nineveh important? And we'll start first of all by looking at Jonah, who is identified as a prophet and a servant of God during the reign of King Jeroboam II of Israel. You must recognize him in the book of 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 24 to 25 which reigned between 792 and 753 BC. The name Jonah means dove. His commission, as recorded in the book of Jonah, was to convey a message from God to the Assyrian capital of Nineveh. The book of Jonah gives no indication of his prophetic activity in the land of Israel. It merely gives begins with an instruction from God to go to Nineveh and prophesy to its inhabitants. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. That is in Jonah chapter 1 verse 2. Why is Nineveh important? Nineveh was founded by Nimrod shortly after the fraud. You must remember this in Genesis chapter 10 verse 11 to 2. And as the capital of the Assyrian Empire, it rose to power about 900 BC. Jonah 
likely saw the nation of Assyria as a threat to his own people, fearing that what they would eventually do. That fear would have been a well-founded one. The Assyrians were extremely brutal and cruel, even skinning their captives alive. The prophet Nahum described them as lions staring and feeding on the nations in the book of Nahum chapter 2 verse 11 to 13. Around 740 BC, just a matter of decades after Jonah delivered his warning to Nineveh, God used Assyria to begin the process of punishing Israel for its sin. It's recorded in the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 5 verse 26. By 721 BC, the Assyrian army had destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel. Well, another thing to see is when Jonah disobeys God and frees. Instead of going northeast towards Nineveh, Jonah boarded a ship and headed in a westerly direction to Tarshish, a city likely located in modern-day Spain, but was overtaken by a severe storm. Why did Joshua, Jonah sorry, disregard God's kingdom? God was telling Jonah to take a message of repentance to an empire destined to destroy his own nation and people. Jonah knew what the Assyrians were capable of doing. If they listened to God's warning, if they repented, then God might spare them and they would remain a looming threat. Jonah wanted to see Nineveh destroyed. Out of patriotic zeal for his nation Israel, he fled into the opposite direction. He shuddered to consider the implications if Nineveh actually responded to his message. Prolonging the life of brutal ruthlessness and bloodthirsty nation threatening the existence of God's people. The next thing is about Jonah and the whale. I would just call it the whale. The Bible sometimes describes it as a big fish in the various books as we might look them. Well, most people have heard the story of Jonah and the whale, but did you know that the Bible, the Bible doesn't specifically say Jonah was swallowed by a whale? When Jonah fled from God's assignment, the Bible says that the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. That is recorded in Jonah chapter 1, 17. Well, we must also look at the various ways in which uh, the, the, the sign of Jonah, or we might maybe call it the significance of the sign of Jonah. Much later in the Bible, Jesus told his skeptics, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet, prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the hearts of the earth. That is recorded in the book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 38 to 40.
Jesus said that this sign of Jonah would be the proof of his identity as the Messiah. Jonah had spent three days and three nights in the belly of the fish. Jesus would spend three days and three nights in the grave, which is the heart of the earth. Some scholars maybe doubt the authenticity of the biblical narrative of the book of Jonah. But by acknowledging the sign of Jonah, Jesus was also acknowledging the authenticity of the book of Jonah. He even referred to himself as one greater than Jonah. And an odd comparison to make if Jonah had never existed at all. Let's look at the outline of the book of Jonah. Well, there are so many things that we can learn from the book of Jonah. And maybe before that we we maybe look at what happened to Nineveh maybe later on after that. Where the people of the city of Nineveh repented and changed their ways, but the change wasn't permanent. God did spare the city from destruction, but in time the Assyrian people returned to ignoring God's laws. God used their nation of Assyria as the rod that is his anger in the book of Isaiah chapter 10 verse 5 to take most of the nation of Israel into captivity well just as a punishment for Israel's own sins however when the Syrian failed to acknowledge God's role in their victories God punished the foot of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his haughty looks in the book of Isaiah chapter 10 verse 12 we must not forget that sadly it seems that these prophecies will have an end time fulfillment as well the city of Nineveh eventually fell into the invading invading armies of the Babylonians and the Medes around 607 BC well there are so many lessons that we can look from the book of Jonah but let's just look at a few of them the book exemplifies the miraculous power and supremacy of God over his entire creation. The amazing power of God was illustrated by these miracles. Number one, the severe winds and boisterous sea that God sent, then the miraculously calmed in the book of Jonah chapter 1 verse 4 and 15. The sailors cast lots and by a miracle, the Lord identified Jonah in the verse 7. Then we can also see the great fish which was prepared to swallow Jonah in the in verse 17. We can also so see that Jonah was alive after three days and three nights in the belly of the fish in verse 17. The fish was guided. That is, so the Lord spoke to the fish to a place where Jonah was spilled out onto dry land in the book in the second chapter of Jonah verse 10. The people of Nineveh astonishingly believed the Jonah's prophecy. Then we can also see a worm which is prepared to wither the plant that is in the book of Jonah chapter 4 verse 7. We can also see the, the vehement 
east wind which was prepared by God in John chapter 4 verse 8 all these events are manifestations of the power, mighty power of the creator of the entire universe another lesson we can look is about God's servant must obey him when the circumstances are contrary to their expectations and hopes that is well explained when I say that Jonah expected that God would destroy the city of Nineveh which was a great threat to Israel but God shown that he cared for the people of all nations not only in Israel another thing we can look is despite human weakness weakness weaknesses in those God's elect is still able to use them in his service the narrative represents a noticeable contrast between God's mercy and forgiveness and the shortcomings of his servant. Where the Bible mentions imperfections in other renowned individuals, well, such as Noah, Abraham, Jacob, David, the Apostle Peter, and so on, God uses people of all kinds despite of their weaknesses. We, we must not also forget the the, the the man that God used alongside Moses, which the Bible describes as Aaron. Another thing we can check is God's willingness to forgive upon heartfelt repentance is striking and an encouragement to those who seek to praise their Creator, but at times succumb to human weaknesses. Upon genuine repentance to God, God is willing to forgive and will continue to work with us. Another thing we can check is God's plan of salvation extends to all people on the earth. As the Apostle Paul states, God desires all men to be saved and to come to the, to the knowledge of the truth. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to partake this. It's a story which is so deep and it explains the journey of Jonah and the manifestations of God's power and willingness to work with human which is, which is full of weaknesses and selfishness. But still God is so, is so loving and teaches so many lessons. I hope that you've learned something out of this. Thank you very much for listening and I hope that you will be able to listen to God's words and instruction and obey them because there are consequences if you don't. God calls everyone to repent and He is so merciful to forgive us. May we take Jonah as a lesson to everyone, to everything that we do in our life. God is loving and forgiving. Until next time, may God bless you. My name is the Bible Historian.